Oswald Dewhurst stared up into the black barrel of the automatic pistol and wondered how he had come to this. On his knees, in his own office, held at gunpoint. His eyes flicked up past the gun and the hand holding it, and skated uselessly across the shimmery purple hood drawn tight over the gunman's face. In truth, the gunman was covered from head to toe in the distinct color, his suit, the long jacket he wore over it, the gloves, and even his shoes. Nothing of the man underneath this outrageous garb was visible except for his eyes through tiny holes in the hood. But it was too dark in the office even to discern their color. "'Open the safe, Dewhurst,' the gunman said. His voice was low and gravelly and completely unfamiliar. "'Open it now, or you'll never see the sun rise through that picture window again.' The window the gunman was referring to was the gigantic rectangle of glass that took up most of one wall of Oswald's sizable office. It was night now, and the city was a sparkling crown far, far below this seat of power. There was a single electric lamp burning on Oswald's desk, and there was a telephone next to it. He knew he'd never reach it in time, much less dial it before the purple gunman shot him. "'You're the one who sent the letter saying you were going to rob me,' Oswald said. "'The one the papers call the man in purple.' "'Indeed,' the gunman said. "'I'm surprised you didn't contact the police. "'Detective Troman in particular would have loved to receive any information you had on me. "'Or were you afraid of what the authorities might learn "'if you invited them into your den of power, Dewhurst? "'The corners you cut in the maintenance of those slums, the insurance scams.' Dewhurst put his hands up. "'If it's money you want, surely we can make some sort of—' "'I don't want to pay off, Dewhurst. I want all of it. "'All of the funds you keep here in case you need to make a quick getaway.' The man in purple pressed the barrel of the gun against Dewhurst's forehead. "'I admire your work ethic, staying so late to suss out new ways to fleece the poor. "'But now we are alone in this big, empty building. "'There's no one to help you, Dewhurst. "'Now we're through talking. Open that safe.' Dewhurst slowly got to his feet, his hands held up at shoulder level. He was a thin man, nearing fifty with a prominent nose, high forehead, and oiled steel-gray hair. He moved toward a tall bookshelf in the center of one wall and flipped a lever on one side of the shelf. He heard the click as the catch released, then very slowly swung the shelf away from the wall on hidden hinges. Behind it, embedded in the drywall, was a metal door with a spin dial on the front. Dewhurst looked at the man in purple, who twitched the hand holding the gun, as if to say, get on with it. So Dewhurst turned to the door and dialed in the combination for the safe. The man in purple drew a long rope out of his coat and wound it casually, keeping the gun pointed always in Dewhurst's general direction. What's that for? Dewhurst demanded. I'm doing what you asked. Can't have you running loose while I'm emptying your safe, can I? The man in purple asked. It was almost a laugh. Open it. Dewhurst grabbed the handle, threw his weight to one side, and began to slowly drag the heavy safe door open. The man in purple took a step forward and froze. It was a subtle glimmer from inside the safe, a flash of light off the black barrel of a Tommy gun that saved his life. The man in purple threw himself to the floor of the office as the three armed men waiting inside the safe opened up. Bullets chewed into the floor and walls all around him as he rolled toward the desk. Amid the deadly hail, he risked coming up to one knee long enough to put a bullet through the lamp, plunging the room into near darkness. Where did he go? I got him. I know I got him. Get by the door. Don't let him out of this room. 
The sudden darkness had spilled the guns, as the men were apparently afraid they would shoot themselves or their boss. So, when the next shot rang out, the sound was enormous in the office. The picture window behind Dewhurst's desk exploded, showering glass out over the city. One of the gunmen fired reflexively in that direction. Mr. Dewhurst, where are you, sir? Say something! There was a thump behind the desk, and a scramble of movement. The gunmen moved cautiously toward the sounds. Before they could reach the desk, there was a bang as something heavy struck the floor, and then a silhouette leapt through the shattered window and out into space. "'Go!' one of the gunmen cried, and all three of them rushed to the window, guns out, expecting to see a purple-clad body plummeting toward the street. Instead, they found Oswald Dewhurst, moaning in pain, suspended from the window by a thin purple rope drawn tight around his wrist. One of the gunmen turned and found the doors to the outer office and the hallway open, dim lights spilling through them. "'Tony!' he cried. "'Get out there! Check the fire escape! The creep got by us!' Even as Tony rushed toward the door, they all knew it was too late. They'd had the man in purple dead to rights, and he'd managed to slip through their fingers.